Officer Bobby Vargas, Friday, 10 a.m. Black, white, brown, or yellow. On Chicago's South Side, your neighborhood is your surname. Put on a gum belt, a suit, or a nun's habit, and all you did was accessorize. For those of you exiting the L near 18th and Laughlin in the Four Corners, the etiquette is grab a length of rebar, scratch across in the concrete, set both feet solid in the quadrant that best fits your skin tone, lean back, and start shooting. Welcome to Chicago, the 2016 Olympic City. We're glad you're here. How Olympic? We have the best hot dogs, best pizza, worst baseball team, six months of weather that would give pause to a statue and a river we dye green on St. Patrick's Day because we can't. If the IOC could possibly require more, page two is 14 miles of sandy beaches, blues bars that actually play the blues, icebergs in the winter, four racetracks, and street gangs with 20,000 members. Think of Chicago as Club Med, but with issues. Wear clean underwear and socks in case there's an accident, and you're good to go. On a good day. Which, unfortunately, today isn't. Chicago isn't California broke, bankrupt, but we're guaranteed citywide layoffs, school closings, and half-staff hospitals if we don't win the 2016 Olympic rebid now that Rio folded. Because our civic karma is a bit spotty, we're submitting our rebid during a Latino gang war on the west side that won't stop making headlines, telling the IOC they'd be lots happier in Tokyo. A Chicago defeat is worse than bad, but... I, we, have larger problems. Outsiders have come to the four corners. Outsiders who don't understand that some history will kill you dead if you don't leave it alone. These people weren't here 29 years ago. I was. Right over there. Winter of 1982. Above the unpatched asphalt and broken glass in those four-story brick tenements. It was cold and dead silent then. It's 106 now. Frayed curtains flutter through windows propped open with number 10 cans. Sharp voices bark from inside, blending with radios, singing songs, and making promises in three languages. Beneath the windows, lowriders and highriders idle their Chevys and pickups at their respective curbs, eyeing each other for insults they work overtime trying to see. Their neighborhood runs on friction, blame, violence, and reprisal. America, the great melting pot? That's where Mayor Daly said we were headed when I grew up here, before the 68 and 72 riots changed everything. The truth is, that version of America's dead. We're the Balkans now, waving foreign flags from an idyllic old country that wasn't there when we left. I lived two blocks from here when the riots went off, around the corner behind St. Dominic's. Grew up singing in the kitchen with my mom. Wore what no longer fit my brother, Reuben. Snuck Paul Malls from my father's pack before lung cancer and his two years in Korea finally killed him. And combed my hair as American as I knew how. We had a flag on our stoop every day it wasn't raining and I put it out there. My dad and I would stand at the flag, shoulder to waist, and salute it. I miss him and the country he died for. Every morning when his picture watches me buckle on the body armor in 9mm. 
When I was a toddler, the Four Corners was home to Ricans. Any shade of brown was considered Puerto Rican, like we'd all gotten off the same boat in Humboldt Park. Back then, three other groups made up the neighborhood. Shanty Irish, the Italians who never made it to Taylor Street, and a sprinkling of Lithuanians from what they called Jewtown. The blacks were expanding towards us from the north and west, but weren't here yet. Residents of the Four Corners didn't live on an island, more of a refugee camp with bad history and worse on the way. Not to say that blacks caused what happened. Everybody caused it. To the south, the Chicago River kept us away from the bungalows of Mayor Daly's working class, but way better off, Bridgeport. If you were Irish and beholden to the Daly machine but hadn't achieved working class yet, then you lived farther south beyond the parking lots and souvenir cellars of Comiskey Park in violent, insular Canaryville. If you were Irish and aspired to be beholden to the daily machine but were too poor or not tough enough for Canaryville, you lived across the river with us Reekins in the Four Corners. You listened to the White Sox on a neighbor's radio, drank Ham's beer on your stoop, and nights someone in your family mopped blood in the stockyards until it closed for good in 71. To our east, 14 elevated lanes of Dan Ryan Expressway and a hundred years of urban legend separated us from the first ward. Within its boundaries, the patronage jobs were doled out, as were the graft and violence necessary to run a major American city. The river ran through the first ward's heart, ferrying goods to and from what was once the third largest port in the world. Planes from the world's busiest airport flew over the first ward. All the money coming into or out of Chicago made a stop in the First Ward. 